0: Ross Connects listeners. We're bringing you a wonderful episode tonight. We've hit double digits, which is huge for us. We didn't think we'd ever reach this pinnacle. And I cannot thank my loyal co-host, Josh enough for keeping us on track to being a successful podcast. Josh, thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule to join me this evening.
1: Andrew, thanks for having me. Thanks for the intro. You know, it's hard uh, when, when you're really blowing up and fame from this podcast is really kind of taking over your life to uh, stay humble and, and just, you know, keep in mind while we're doing it and having amazing guests like we have on today. Um, it's just, it's been a great experience. Have you left your house
0: recently without a paparazzi, you know, snapping a few pics, putting it on daily mail? Has that happened or no?
1: No, I haven't left my my house since we started this podcast because I'm so scared of that. <laughs>
0: that that's really where I'm screwing up. But besides that, we did have a wonderful guest today with us and that was Jasper Gandhi. Um I had the privilege of spending some time with him during our program, but even though I was privileged, not all of you were and it was wonderful to hear his story, his journey from India Growing up there and being, you know, blessed with the opportunity to come to the United States to Calvin College in Grand Rapids, which um, not many people know about, to pursue a mechanical engineering degree and eventually land at Ross. So I'm just always so impressed with the journeys our classmates have gone through. Wouldn't you agree, Josh?
1: Yeah, no doubt. I think that we have amazing classmates, um, which we're very fortunate for. And I think the only downside is that maybe not everybody got to hear their story. So hopefully, um, I know obviously our entire class plus the majority of the world are listening to these episodes, but um, they should definitely feel lucky to be able to check out some of the more granular details of uh, all of our classmates because they've gone through some pretty cool stuff
0: absolutely and i won't bore you guys with the details we'll let you hear it right from jasper so without further ado this is our interview with him good evening everyone and welcome to the latest edition of ross connects we've hit double digits this is episode 10 and I have to give a lovely introduction to my beloved co-host, who took time out of his busy date schedule to make it here tonight, Mr. Josh Witt from Columbus, Ohio. Andrew. Buckeye Country.
1: Andrew, it's very nice to be calling in from the uh, land of the greatest university in the world, or, or maybe <laughs> second. Um, and I appreciate you having me. I'm excited for our guest tonight. Um, haven't had the chance to learn much about his story pre-Ross so I'm excited to kind of dive into some some gritty details and uh, get to know him better.
0: Absolutely and I've been told I say absolutely a lot so sorry about that our loyal listeners but we're here tonight with Jasper Gandhi who I did have the privilege of hanging out a little bit with during our Ross NBA. Jasper thank you so much for taking the time also, out of your busy schedule to hang out with us this evening.
2: Thanks for having me, guys. It's good to be here.
0: So let's just get right into it. What are you about? What's your story? Now, nah, I'm, I'm not going to set you up like that. We always reiterate, um, you know, how it was a bit of a, I don't, not a negative at all, but unfortunately, we didn't get to spend as much time with everyone as we would have liked. So if you could give us your backstory leading into Ross, So not the decision to get into, but what kind of led you into seeking an MBA and what you were doing and your entire backstory?
2: Oh, I'd be happy to. So um, I'm going to start at a milestone that I think really changed my life. So I was born and raised in India and um, grown up sort of, parents, you know, bring their children up to do, most of the kids are brought up to do one of two things, right? Kids in India are either brought up to be engineers or doctors. And my fate was such that I was supposed to be an engineer. And um, at the time I was graduating high school, my dad was uh, returning from a trip abroad. Um, uh, He travels and teaches. So he was returning home and uh, he came home one day and sort of pitched to this idea of um, pursuing college in the U.S. Our family at that time sort of appreciated it, but we laughed it off because the idea of U.S. education was just beyond us and mostly because of the cost that goes along with it. So we sort of laughed it off, but he he was being serious about it. Um, So he travels and teaches, and in his travels he had met – the chaplain of this Christian liberal arts school in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And the chaplain had witnessed some of my dad's work and uh, he knew some donors from the college. So um, they were willing to sponsor my college education because of my dad's work. So my dad sort of brought this idea home to us and said, hey, you guys, and this was for me and my brother, he said, if you guys want to go study in the U.S., You can do it. So um, it took us a few days to realize that this was an opportunity, a real opportunity for us. And um, we took him up on it. And one thing led to another. And that is what brought my brother and me um, to the U.S. So we both studied mechanical engineering at um, Calvin College. Uh, It's, again, a Christian liberal arts school in Grand Rapids. And um, all this time, we're sort of sticking to what we think we should be doing, and that's just you know studying mechanical engineering. We were supposed to study that, get a job in mechanical engineering, and then sort of live out our oh. lives. Um, and that is what we did. We graduated Calvin, and uh, I started out with um, a company called Fishbeck Thompson Car and Huber. It's a national architecture engineering consulting firm. Um, And this was through, um, this was back in 2010, when um, I would say the economy was still recovering from the 08 crisis. So there weren't many jobs, especially for international students seeking out jobs in America. Um, So it took me a bit, but I sort of found or I should say I connected with the right people um, through alumni and then started out as an intern with this company and then eventually um, joined them as a mechanical engineer. And that has been my role uh, in different capacities for the last, uh, let's say nine years. And going back to, I think year three or year four with them, started realizing that there was more to uh, what happens in an engineering company, although engineering is a big part of it. um, What I found myself excelling at was um, things like marketing, things like business development strategy, um, so on and so forth. So in small capacities where I was able to, I think, test some of these skills and build some of these skills, I was allowed to do it and I, was grateful to have that opportunity and then have the resources to build those skills and really excel in those areas. Having done that, um, I started thinking about how could I really not just do it for, you know, eight to 16 hours a week, but still keep doing engineering, but how could I make that my work? How could I do it I guess, for 40 hours a week. Um, And that is what got me thinking about business school. And my early ideas about business school were sort of, you know, I want to get the right education to be able to do this, as simple as that. And the more I thought about it, the more I talked with people about it, I, I wanted to sort of elevate the challenge for myself. So it went from just getting business education to doing it at... A high caliber institution with high caliber people. And that is when Ross came into the picture, a Ross booth, Carnegie Mellon, and a few other schools came into the picture. And um, with everything going on in life, Ross made the perfect sense. And that brought me to Michigan Ross.
1: So, Jasper, take a couple steps back. You know, why Michigan? Why engineering? Um, Why Calvin College?
2: Yeah, Josh. So um, why Michigan? Um, So when my dad was traveling, some specifics are so he teaches for other organizations around the world. And he was teaching for this one organization, which has a training center in Hawaii and Atlanta. So he would travel to these cities every year, spend a few days and teach people there. And the chaplain of Calvin College, which is in Calvin, is in Grand Rapids, Michigan, was attending this seminar, and he happened to sit in one of my dad's sessions. So he introduced us to Calvin. And again, the idea was we couldn't afford American education as a family, so we didn't think about it. We didn't we didn't think about any school for that matter. But when this one college came to us and said, "Hey, if you're interested, we'll give you a full ride," we said, "All right, we'll do it." So that's sort of how Calvin came, Calvin, Grand Rapids, and Michigan came into the picture.
0: Sorry, I have so many questions, and I'm so anxious (laughs) to to hit the unmute button. Um, So first of all, where did you grow up in India?
2: Yeah, I I grew up in this uh, city called Hyderabad, Andrew. It's... um, It's in the southern peninsula of India, um, east of – so if you know where Mumbai is, Mumbai is on the west coast of the southern peninsula of India. Hyderabad is directly east. So it's east of Mumbai but south-central India.
0: And then obviously, you know, Calvin College in Grand Rapids with the – you know, the lake effect snow. Yeah, You go from a an oasis of sorts <laughs> to one of the coldest climates with the most amount of snow in the United States. How was that for a transition?
2: Honestly, Andrew, I, I got to say, you know, this was, when did I move? So I was 17 when I moved and it was sort of like what our dad told us was like at this stage, you know, we had never traveled outside our city, right? The first time I got on a plane was when I got on a plane to come to the U.S. So this was out of sorts in so many ways. But the thing that I think what made the transition difficult where the more, um, I think relational aspects of the move, and less um, things like weather. And um, does that does that make sense? What I'm saying, Andrew. I think what made it challenging was just I found it hard. I think in the first few months, maybe even the first year, to really connect with people <laughs> in college. But things like weather, um, food, and other things were were a blast. I mean, it was the first time I saw snow. Was fun. Having pizza every day in the college cafeteria was fun. So all of those things, I think, were some of the easiest parts of the transition.
0: That that does make a lot of sense. I I just always joke that (laughs) Grand Rapids has so much snow, and I always complain here in metro Detroit that there's too much (laughs) snow. So going from India to Grand Rapids is even more of a stretch. But... Besides all of that, um, you come to the United States, obviously, in with the goal of acquiring a degree in mechanical engineering. Um, you really found yourself, uh, I guess, excelling in marketing and business aspects. So how did you decide upon Ross. You mentioned some other schools, some other programs that you were interested in, but what really about Ross um, made your decision
2: final? I had a couple friends who were in classes uh, previous to us, Andrew, and I had the opportunity to talk with them um, and... we'll we'll talk with them specifically about what they loved and what they hated about the program. Um, and I I did the same. I didn't have friends in other schools, but I did have the chance to talk with people who were or had done part-time programs in other schools. Um, I, I didn't have the luxury of considering um, considering a full time program because of my um, uh, visa constraints. Because uh, my company was sponsoring me for a work visa, um, I couldn't I couldn't do a full time program. I couldn't leave the company and do a full time program. So it had to be a part time. And when, when I considered different part time programs, I think Ross really gets it right in how to structure. A part-time program where people can still um, give their best to a program like Booth, and I think Carnegie Mellon, I want to say, also had a good part-time program. But um, Ross definitely, I think, was—I um, mean—stood out when I looked at different programs.
1: So maybe then from there, jump into your experience at Ross. You know, as you uh, joined the program. Is there anything that surprised you, and, and what was one of the high points of uh, the two years being involved?
2: Yeah, Jack. Um, I was thinking about these questions, what um, were well, the highs and the lows of Ross? and you know there were a couple of moments I think I can think of that I would call highs and lows. But what I will say is, if I were to reflect broadly on my Ross experience. I think the overall high is just the caliber of experience all around. And what I mean by that is I never prepared for the caliber of people that I would be, um, I guess, going through the program with. Um, When I think back to, the assignments that i did with my teammates the class experience um every time i sort of have a challenge at work i sort of remind myself of my experience of ross and i go you know Mm -hmm. if i can hang with people as great as that and be successful in that experience whatever challenge i'm facing you know i i can do it so i think the sense of confidence that I get when I reflect back on my time at Ross, I think that will, that has been a high in the last few months since I finished the program and, and it will be a high as I kind of move forward. Um, so I think I know I'm painting it very broadly, but this I, I would say the high is just the caliber of experience um, being surrounded by our classmates and, as well as the professors, uh, being able to sort of interact with them and sort of just be able to have real conversations, um, whether it be um, something on class topics or something outside of that, just being able to have that, I thought, um, or I think is is definitely a high. The um, low is, uh, I would say, not honestly not being able to do uh, enough of that. Uh, you know, Andrew, you touched on this Um, there have been several times where I feel like I could have done more to, um, I think, get to know people more, um, just spend time with people more outside of class, um, socially or otherwise. And um, I just, I wish I could have done that more. Um, There were, I think, life, when I look at to sort of the outside grass, there are a few things that pulled me in um, one too many directions and I wish I could have had a better handle on that as much as I prepared for going through the program i just I still uh felt like um, I shortchanged myself on on social uh aspects of the program, so I wish I could have done that more uh, but I'm so glad that <laughs> what some of the work that you guys are doing and other people and other committees are doing to keep us still connected. I'm, I'm grateful for that. So
0: I was really hoping that you were going to say meeting me was the (laughs) high point of your Ross career. So if we want to edit that in um, you know, we, we can absolutely,
2: absolutely do that. Here, let me let me say it for you, Andrew. <laughs> no, I mean, you don't you, I mean, don't. you don't have to, have to say that. We're definitely the two <laughs> there you go.
0: Oh, man, thank God for GarageBand, so I can make it seem
2: like you actually said that when the question was asked to you. Um, I leave this in there because otherwise, it sounds like a therapy session. I think we're being really serious. <laughs> <laughs> We can be a therapy session for anyone
0: who wants. I mean, I very much appreciate talking about these big topics. So let's take a step back from Ross yeah. and, and talk about things that are going on in your life or things that have gone on in the last few years. So something we've really wanted to ask and talk about is besides graduating from Ross, obviously it's a tremendous accomplishment. Um, what are you most proud of in the last few years?
2: Besides Ross, ooh, that's a good question.
0: And and, and I'm kind of leading the witness. Um, a few months ago, something might have happened.
2: <laughs> yes, I am proud of my new daughter. Um, she is four months old. Her name is Lydia Grace. And um, she's, she's changed my life. I honestly got to say, I think... Um, I tell my wife that, you know, I don't remember the last time I was at work and I felt like I was missing someone, you know. And these days it's like, because the thing is, like, she wakes up at 7, 7.30 and I'm gone by that time. And she's back in bed by 6.30. And sometimes I'm not home from work until 6.30 or 7. So there are maybe three days in a week that I get to see her. Um, so I think I still feel like I'm, um, or I feel like I'm missing out on so much of, um, her first few months. Um, but honestly, I think she's been, she's been pretty special because she reminds me, you know, it's like, I could do some great things in the world, but she does not care. (laughs) I think all she wants is just to be around, um, my wife and I and that's that's a good reminder for me of kind of what makes um what I guess what makes life so yeah
0: Mm -hmm. we just Josh and I just wanted to say congratulations again that's amazing we're so happy for you and your wife and your daughter now thank you
2: Andrew thank you Josh yeah
0: we we I also wanted to reiterate, we're a family podcast. So if she wants to subscribe to Ross connects, you know, we'd really appreciate that. So, you know, aside from that personal aspect, yeah. you've, you've changed locations. Mm-hmm. Um, so could you kind of walk us through what's happened since Ross from a professional standpoint?
2: Absolutely. Andrew. So, um, my wife is, in public health, and when I was at Ross, she was in grad school at uh, the University of Michigan's School of Public Health. So we actually graduated uh, at the same time. And when we both graduated, um, our plan together was that, because my plan had all along been that I would pivot at my at the company I used to work with, and move into um, a strategy role, uh, a business development, corporate strategy role. And so that was our plan A. And in that plan, I was going to do that. And she was going to pursue a public health opportunity in Michigan. That plan failed. My company was not interested in offering me a full-time opportunity. They were more than happy to have me experiment in some of those projects but they wouldn't they weren't thrilled about my interest in sort of pivoting from my role because they didn't have someone to take on my earlier role if you will. So when that became clear to me um, I knew that my time there had come to an end. So that was plan A. Plan A kind of fell through. Plan B was then for my wife to pursue her best public health opportunity. And something about public health that I've learned is that there are very few cities where there are good public health opportunities. Um, Atlanta, Washington, D.C., Boston, North Carolina, Houston are I think are the top five. And so she started looking at opportunities in the cities and mostly I would say DC and Atlanta, um, DC Atlanta and Boston, I would say three big ones. So she, um, got a fellowship with the center for disease control or CDC in Atlanta. And when she received that offer, it was, it was an easy decision because working with CDC is pretty special and, um, Given that I had an engineering degree and now a business degree, I was confident that I would land something, maybe not the ideal next role, but something that would get our family started in Atlanta. And that is what happened. So my wife is now at CDC in Atlanta, and I am uh, with a very similar firm in a slightly different
1: role, um, but with a very similar firm here in Atlanta suggest so for looking ahead I mean all the changes that happened in your life for the last you know two to three years um, what are you looking forward to the most and what do you think you know the future looks like over the next two to three five years for you
2: yeah Josh um, I think on, on the family side I'm definitely excited for my daughter growing up and sort of my wife and me uh, to have the experience of sort of having her grow up and go through those early life stages Um, from a professional standpoint. um, um, I think I'm excited for the opportunity to um, really um, focus on what I'm doing and push myself, push myself further. And, and, and I'm struggling with this answer a little bit because I've been back and forth a lot between how big of a risk I should take in going to that next role. So this, I, as I mentioned, this company I'm with uh, is still in that architectural engineering space um, and I'm a senior engineer there. Um, so it's still not the ideal role for me, um, but, but there's some promise there because it does offer, uh, a leadership path forward. So I've been thinking a lot about whether I should stay true to that opportunity or explore something that will give me the type of work that I want to do on day one and, um, I think what I'm looking forward to is sort of giving myself the opportunity to work through that and, um, hopefully come to a stage where I feel like I've found something that I can give, um, give my best. Like I still feel like I'm not at home, uh, in this current role and I still feel like I should be doing something else. So, um, I think, I, And I'll step back, like something I realized after my journey from Ross, um, or, or my journey at Ross, is that all along while I was getting ready for Ross and while I was in the program, it felt like Ross was this pinnacle that if I graduated from Ross, I had done it. I had sort of achieved it. Um, but honestly, after graduation and after looking at it, it still feels like, or, or, it's, or it feels like Ross was just the beginning. Like Ross was where I sort of built a foundation right now. These next years are going to be all about building on that foundation. It's not sort of the top of the pyramid, but it's the bottom of the pyramid. And that's something that I try to remind myself every day is just, hey, I've sort of built this foundation for myself. I shouldn't stop, but this is something I can build on. So wherever I am, whether it's still in the AE space or if it's in um strategy and business development with within the industry or outside the industry it's it's time for me to um sort of keep keep building and that that's something that i'm uh looking forward to sorry Josh, that was a really long answer to what you're asking
1: it was good though i mean three to five years is a long time so if it doesn't uh if it doesn't require a long answer maybe maybe there's a problem so i think it's good
0: And no matter what the risk you take, Josh and I are confident that you'll succeed and, um, any support we can give. But before we end this podcast, we always like to ask if there's one fun fact that you would like to share with the class or those loyal listeners that we have that they weren't able to learn during our program. What would, what would you want to share?
2: Oh man. So, um, I'll share this, Andrew. I just dropped off my wife at the airport, and something I absolutely love doing is just watching planes land and take off. I could sit there day and night and just watch planes land and take off. And I share this because (laughs) I even slow down if I see a plane landing or take off, and my wife yells at me for doing that, but I absolutely love it. And yeah, that is something I don't know if many. I don't know if anyone knows that about me but I could do that all day. Well now
0: everyone knows that. <laughs> it it kind of reminds me of the scene in Wayne's World where they're sitting on the car watching the planes take off. I don't know if that's if that joke's going to hit but I'm going to let it loose. So Jasper thank you so much for taking the time tonight to talk to Josh and I. You know, it's always great catching up and learning more about our classmates. So we wish you all the best. And in any way that we can help you, please let us know.
2: I will. I will. And I so appreciate talking with you guys. Um, It's, I I was telling Andrew before Josh, you hopped on that. I know it's only been like a few months, but it still feels so long since, I don't know, I've talked with anyone from Ross and like I text people back and forth, but it still feels Great to actually have a good conversation. So I appreciate you guys having me and thank you for accommodating the um, change in schedule. So I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, likewise, man. It's great having you. And uh, since it has been a few months, in case you, you have like maybe an image of me in your head, I've grown about four inches. <laughs> and I think 15 to 30 pounds of muscle I put on. So I feel great. <laughs> I look great um i can't wait to see you again can't wait to see you guys too thanks guys
0: we always have to finish with go blue go blue, go blue.
2: thank you Andrew. go blue